Crane's Corner, sponsored by Mark Kleiderlein and Corey Kelly from Principal Financial Group. The year was 1987, and I was on a nine-day, ten-city road trip covering a visit to the U.S. by the wonderful Pope John Paul for CBS News. Now, all sorts of interesting things happened on that trip. I was blessed by the Pope many times as he celebrated outdoor mass in Miami, New Orleans, San Francisco, and seven other cities. On a pre-dawn assignment to meet the Pope on the runway in Monterey, I met the then-mayor of Carmel, California, Clint Eastwood, who smiled when I suggested maybe his next film could be Dirty Harry Meets the Pope. A Miami thunderstorm drenched our equipment and caused me and a producer to miss our charter flight to New Orleans. That did not go well with the boss. I watched a Jesuit priest hired as a papal sermon consultant by CBS News do his best to shatter the TWA record for the number of in-flight Bloody Marys consumed in two hours. But the most interesting thing about that trip was seeing my first cellular phone. It was about the size of a loaf of bread, had battery life measured in minutes, and it was the latest toy for TV producers to reach the New York news desk right from the airplane. Amazing. Now, of course, cell phones are not bulky or rare. They are tiny and ubiquitous, and we're told addictive to the point of being dangerous. Now, they may never prove as deadly as tobacco or as physically addictive as crack cocaine, but make no mistake about it, you play with your iPhone, your Android, or your tablet long enough, and you will most certainly incur a nasty social disease, one that even an eye condom might not prevent. I'm talking about digital device disease. Somewhere in the 80s, tired of lugging quarters and sneaking into telephone booths, some overseas researchers came up with a couple of good ideas. The basic idea was the cellular telephone, which allowed one to have a brief conversation untethered by wires or the need to keep dropping coins into a box or recite a long credit card number. Soon, some other researchers, these folks up in Canada, did the cell phone one better. They made it smaller, allowing it to fit in the palm of your hand, and they added a few must-have features like a calendar and text messaging. And before long, all masters of the business universe needed these Palm Pilots, which gave way to the BlackBerry, then the iPhone and the Android. The prices became more affordable, the amazing technology more common, and soon everyone, even homeless people, are now wired. And not just for a chance to make or receive a call. Our phones have become our addictive little boxes. We don't snort or guzzle or smoke them, but they are just as addicting. Go anywhere, an airport, a meeting room, a restaurant. Look around the room. The joy of good conversation and the exhilaration that comes from a fine exchange of ideas, pretty hard to find. As almost all of us become addicts looking for the next information fix from Google, news nugget from Twitter, selfie from someone who claims to be somewhere cool or important and are convinced you care, these devices are driving us to distraction and away from human interaction. There's an app for everything, all kinds of entertainment, games, music, helpful advice, something for everyone and thousands more waiting to be discovered. And like a drunk drying out, a lost, stolen or broken device brings on the DTs, digital torture. The phones and tablets have for many replaced the still and video cameras. My wife and my son can't go around the block unless the trip is mapped out by Siri or Google. So no one asks for directions anymore. And I can't tell you the last time I saw a road map in a gas station. I don't know how we break this habit. Not sure if there's rehab after the last reboot, but recently driving through the plains of Wyoming on my way to Colorado, miles from the nearest town, I saw something beautiful. A real old-time telephone booth. Then I grabbed my phone, snapped a picture, and asked Siri exactly where I was. Some habits die hard. Now this. You want to be ready for what comes next in your life. 
Whether you're close to retirement or just starting out, we can help with a financial strategy that's tailored to fit your needs right now and going forward. We can help you prepare for what's next, getting married, buying a home, starting a family, saving for college, dealing with divorce, living in retirement. Set realistic financial goals, maximizing retirement contributions, eliminating debt, investing for the future, reviewing investments. Protect what matters most, income, loved ones, assets. Create your legacy, estate planning strategies, charitable giving. Call Mark Clatterline and Corey Kelly at 209-857-3971. 209-857-3971. Insurance products issued by Principal National Life Insurance Company, except in New York. Principal Life Insurance Company securities and advisory products offered through Principal Securities Incorporated, 800-247-1737, member SIPC. Principal National, Principal Life, and Principal Securities, Inc. are members of the Principal Financial Group, Des Moines, Iowa, 50392. Mark Clatterline and Corey Kelly, Principal National and Principal Life Financial Representatives, Principal Securities Registered Representatives, Financial Advisors. Crane's Corner is not affiliated with any company of Principal Financial Group. Thanks for listening to Crane's Corner News and Comment. If you like our short messages, you'll love our full-length podcast, so be sure to subscribe, like, and give us a positive review. And thanks again for listening to Crane's Corner. I'm Ed Crane.